you're a parent struggling to raise your children the right way in this crazy world, social media, bullying, and peer pressure are everywhere. Teaching Children Excellence is your weekly sidekick in your battle against average. Each week, ATA Leadership Coach Zach Hayden discusses how you can beat average and help your family strive for excellence. So let's get to it. Welcome back to another episode of Teaching Children Excellence. My name is Zach Hayden, and I am glad that you are with us. Today we want to talk about four levels of communication. And I want you to uh, think about these four levels of communication in two ways. I want you to think about how we can help our children um, learn these effectively and use them effectively, and then also how we are using these four levels of communication um, in regards to our children, how they are um, being communicated to uh, from us and other people. So we want to make sure that we look at this from both sides. So let's get started right away. Um, the first level of communication, the first uh, part of communication is look. Okay, so there's a couple of different aspects to this. One, we need to remember that uh, the way we look communicates something to the rest of the world. Now, that might not be fair, but it's accurate. And we need to make sure that we understand that the way our children look communicates something. The way we teach them um, about how they look communicates something. The way we look to our children communicates something. And we just want to make sure that we're choosing the proper communication um, that we want to get across. Um, with this is, uh, you know, the way you dress, the way you look, um, very important is body language. Um, I teach a, a self-defense class called Fast Defense, and we spend a lot of time working on body language and understanding that, uh, that communicates a whole lot more, um, than the words that you're actually saying. So, uh, we want to make sure our children understand that, but I think, Equally, if not more importantly, we need to realize that sometimes what we say and how our body looks aren't uh, cohesive. We need to make sure that what we say and how we say it, the body language that goes with it, matches. Um, we might tell our children, um, you know... Uh, Hey, I'm listening to you. Yeah, I'm I'm paying attention to you, but we're looking at our phones, okay? Or we're 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 not focused. Our body language isn't showing them um, that we are focused and paying attention. Um, we need to make sure that that body language matches um, the communication that we are trying to um, get across. Um, along with that, eye contact as well, and this is an important one to teach teach children to work on eye contact. It's a difficult thing to learn at, at first. Um, it, it can help by looking somebody in their forehead first before you work on um, actually looking in their eyes. It's a good little tip. So I want you to think about um, how you're teaching uh, the way they look to your children, and then. Also, making sure that we pay attention to how we look when we're communicating. Uh, is our body language uh, matching the message that we're trying to get across? That's really important. Second level of communication is listening. Um, God gave us two ears and one mouth, so we would listen twice as much as we talk. And this is not the case 
often. Um, we uh, need to make sure that students, children, uh, ourselves, that we understand the difference between hearing and listening. You hear everything. You only listen to things that you choose to listen to. We need to be active listeners um, and make sure that we're teaching our families how to be a responsible listener. With that, it's very important to um, teach people, and we need to remember ourselves, that uh, we are not waiting to interrupt somebody. We are actively listening to them. Too often, what we do is we, we hear something in a conversation, and then our, we stop listening. We just hear the rest of it. We stop listening, and we wait for our chance to say what we want to say. And that's not listening. Um, now, we're going to go through some active listening responses here in a second, but I want you to realize that one of the the ways children are learning this is how we listen to them. How we listen to them ends up being the way they listen to us. Um, and so it's very important to make sure that we are modeling this listening to our children. So being an active listener, there's four uh, responses that you can have. So somebody is having a conversation with you, um, you're listening, being an active listener, you can respond reflexively, which is just repeating kind of back to them what they said. So they understand that you um, heard it, um, that you process it, that you're listening. That's a reflexive response. You can have a probing response. That's where you ask some questions afterwards. Dig a little deeper into what they were talking about. You can have a supportive response. A supportive response is where you are um, acknowledging and supporting the, the opinion or the, the idea or whatever that they had. And then finally is an advising response. This is where you might um, take in the information, you maybe reflex, uh, do a little reflexive um, response, but then advise and say, oh, you know, that's, that's a good idea, but have you thought about trying this? Or, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to persuade them maybe to another idea there. Okay? All of these are listening and being active listeners and not just switching to what you want to say. Uh, it's a really important skill, one that we don't teach very well, and one that we need to make sure we're teaching and making sure that we're doing ourselves. So it would help listening. Being a good listener um, would go a long way to fixing lots of relationships. Um, uh, husband, wife, um, parent, teacher, uh, um, student, parent, uh, whatever the case might be. Um, friends in school, those kind of things. Um, the person really in charge of a conversation is the person who's listening. That's the one who has the best control, the the, the, the real skills behind it. Um, we want to make sure that we also teach our children when's the best time to communicate to someone so they can listen, so they're ready to listen. Um, children are very good at interrupting, Okay. And I think you will find that if we look at ourselves, we're pretty good at interrupting too. Um, and they learn it from us. Um, and we need to teach them when the appropriate time to join a conversation is or to start a conversation is so they can see uh, when the best time to, for someone to listen actually is. Um, 
I was at a, a, a camp recently with my Taekwondo students, and we we're walking back to the cabins, and I had three kids talking to me at one time all about different things. And this is where they're, they're talking, but they're not um, focused on whether this is the right time for someone to listen. Um, uh, are, are, is the person ready for communication? Is this the most effective time for me to get my message across? So level two is uh, listening. So we start with look, listen, and then obviously communication has how we talk. Um, and this is really important to make sure that we understand the words that we use. Um, how we craft words, how we use them, making sure that we use uplifting communication. There's a lot of negative things out there. The number of uh, you know swear words out in just general public these days is much more than it was 20 years ago. Okay? Uh, and and um, we need to think about whether that's the best way to communicate. Okay? The, the words that we use matter. The we, words we use in front of our um, children matter. The tone of voice that we use uh, in a conversation makes a big difference. So we want to make sure we focus on the words, um, the delivery, uh, the, the way we speak makes a big difference. But if you're not being an active listener, if you're not paying attention to the way your body language is, the words will be completely lost. And then finally um, is the way we act. This probably is the most important communication skill, is the way you act communicates much more than anything else. The behaviors that you um, have communicate to the people around you what you value, um, what your, your uh, worldview is, what your morals are, um, what you really think about things. Because you might say, hey, I'm a great listener, but do your actions back it up? You might say, hey, I'm really good at this, but do your actions back it up? Um, you might tell your children um, that uh, you know you want them to be well-behaved and listen and not interrupt, but then your actions, you interrupt all the time, okay? or, or, or you don't listen well. Um, you know, in our, at our school, we always say leaders take action. Actions speak louder than words. We have to make sure that we realize that what we do, the example that we give to our families is what is communicating the most. Okay, you can tell your family, your children one thing, but how you act is really what they're going to follow. And so we need to realize that communication um, is the way we act. Uh, talk is cheap. You, know? um, you can say one thing, but if your actions don't back it up, um, it doesn't mean anything. So uh, look, listen, talk, and act. We need to pay attention to these ways that we communicate and pay attention to how we're teaching our children um, these important communication skills. This is just one of the life skills that we work on at uh, ATA Excellence Martial Arts, uh, my uh, martial arts school here in Kendallville, Indiana. Um, if you want to check out more information about our school, make sure you head over to ataexcellence.com. Until next week, guys, we will... Uh, Make sure you're out there striving for excellence.